can we can pause and we can worship you. Lord, we can worship you for who you are. Lord, you came to this earth as a man, as us, Lord. You came and lived, lived that perfect life, and then paid the price for our sin. So, Lord, we thank you for that. Lord, just help us to remember, remember who you are and what you've done. Lord, we just thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. This morning in, in Sunday school, we were talking about traditions, and it was it was shared that uh, back in the, I think it was the early 1900s, I could be maybe not quite right about the time, but anyway, department, somebody in the department store decided that he was going to promote buying presents, and you know, he promoted the whole idea of gifts and things at Christmas, and they, and in the, in the movie we, clip we saw, it says, and they decorated department stores like temples and places of worship. That's what those people were doing yesterday. We were out trying to get groceries and everybody was worshiping their God. I just realized that. That's what they were doing. They were going to church and worshiping, worshiping the God that was created back in the 1900s of spending money and, and uh, this whole idea of what Christmas is all about. It's just, just interesting sometimes the things that get promoted for all kinds of reasons and all of a sudden we're doomed and don't even know what we're doing. Um, I've got a couple uh, hints on celebrating Christmas that I want to share, and then I'm going to share a little a message after that. But uh, um, I would encourage you to keep Christmas simple, or what you can handle. Now, when I say simple, you know everybody everybody interprets that according to themselves, you know. And I would just say keep it simple according to what you can handle. You know, people used to say as a to me as a pastor, they'd say, "Boy, I'll bet you're awful busy now." At, you know, it's Christmas, and I say, "No." No, no, I choose not to be. You, you can choose. I'm not saying if you want to be busy and, and do all kinds of things, that's okay. But that's a choice. Just choose. And then when it's all over, don't say, oh, man, Christmas was all, you know, I'm all frustrated and all wore out. Well, that was a choice. So, you know, my advice, you know, keep it as simple as you can handle. Um, lots of plans and activities don't always make a good Christmas. You know, um, if you shop all day and night and spend all your money, it doesn't mean anybody's going to appreciate it. You know, that, you know, that's why people get disappointed. You know, they go and buy all these things and in their mind, they've built it all up and they made all this effort. And then the person opens it up and goes, thank you. And you go, is that all you want to say? You know, that's, that's. You did it to yourself, you know. So, you know, if whatever you do, don't have great expectations, you know. And don't think the more you do, the more people are going to appreciate you. Matter of fact, what I found, this is my, my own observation, sometimes the more you do, the less they appreciate it. You know, kind of, kind of funny how that works sometimes. Don't make last-minute plans and expect everyone to be available. This is for families. Have you ever noticed that? You know, somebody in the family, all of a sudden, Christmas Eve, they start, hey, text her, hey, come over, come over, come over. Hey, I'm going to do this. Everybody calls, hey, we got plans. You know, if you want to do something, if you have, you know, plan ahead. Don't, ever, don't expect everybody to drop everything and come to your event or whatever you want to do. 
Don't try and please people who will never be satisfied. You know, sometimes there's just people that it don't matter what you do, they're not going to be satisfied. And you're going to be the one frustrated if you try to cater to that and please that. Because you can't. You can't. There are some things that are in us and some things that are characteristics that we have that you're not going to change. You know, God may. The Holy Spirit can change us, but you're not going to change somebody else. So don't have that expectation. So what are we really celebrating? What are we really celebrating? Well, I, I think we're celebrating the fact that Jesus came. I want to I share with you from John, the first chapter. John, the first chapter, beginning at the first verse. In the beginning was the Word, which is Jesus. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning. All things were created through Him. Without Him, nothing was made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. In the beginning was the Word. Jesus was with the Father. In the beginning. Okay? And and it tells us that, you know, he became us. He became came with us, came to us. Down in John the uh the first chapter, the fourteenth verse. It says, And the word Jesus became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of only of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. The word became flesh. He became flesh. Do you know any other God that ever became flesh? You know, in you know in the Bible times they they made gods. It says, "Let us make a god," and they created gods out of various things. You know, I think now we're more sophisticated. We're not any different. We're just a little more sophisticated. You know, not too. Although some some people still worship things and. They make little gods and they do that. But now I think we worship other things. I think we more make us God than anything else. I think that's probably the biggest thing now is we think we're God. You know, we, we think we now know it all, that we can, we can do it all. We, could, we got all the answers. And, and so we kind of elevate ourselves to the, to the place of being God. But, but this is talking about Jesus and it says he became flesh. And he dwelt among us. You know, he dwelt among us. He was with us. We could, we could, we couldn't, but you know, they saw him live. They saw him go about it. It's recorded what he did. You know, it's pretty much even people that don't believe that Jesus is the Son of God, they pretty much believe he lived. You know, uh, Muslims, you know, it doesn't matter most, most, uh, Religions believe that Jesus actually lived, you know, because it's pretty well documented historically. Matter of fact, we divide our time, you know, B.C. and A.D. Interesting. Not too many people have that kind of influence on time. You know, it divides right the fact of Jesus when Jesus came before Christ and after Christ, you know. And so most people would say, yes, yes, he lived. Yes, he came. He became flesh. Um. But who is he? Who is he? In Luke, the first chapter, 
beginning at the 26th verse. It says, Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin, betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. So the angel came to a virgin. Okay? Born of a virgin. Not born like you and me. Conceived of the Holy Spirit. Okay? Now that's, that's different. Because why? Because he's God. He's God. He's not just a man. Okay? He was God and man. And he came. And then in verse, in verse 30... In verse 30 and 31, it says, Then the angel said to her, Don't be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Behold, you're going to conceive in your womb and bring forth a son, and you will call his name Jesus. Don't be afraid, Mary. Well, why was she afraid? Well, what do you mean I'm going to have a baby? You know? An angel's talking to me. There's something different here. You know, this is not an ordinary birth. This is God coming to us. Coming to us. And he's coming to us. And this child is going to grow. This child is going to grow a normal life. In Luke 2.40. And it says the child grew and he became strong in spirit, filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. The child grew. Jesus was Growing like a normal child. A normal child. He came in the flesh and he grew. Grew like a normal child. But he's filled with the Spirit, which we can be too. So that wasn't abnormal. It wasn't like, well, he was special. You know, he was a child. Son of God, son of man. That made him special. That made him special. And so... What, what then does it matter? You know, if he just comes, and if it probably the story stopped there, and that's what probably, personally, sometimes I get, I know I, I get a little, I don't know. You, you know, you can get kind of agitated about things. And probably something that agitates me is the fact that we can celebrate Christmas, and look at the holiday it is. Look at, look at what Christmas is made. And then we come to Easter, the most important event. And it's almost like it doesn't exist. It's like, it's like, and I think, I don't know. I think God somehow would say, you're missing it. You're missing it. And I think it's because of what we have done to his birth. It's what we have done. You know, maybe we just need to promote his resurrection a little more. You know, somehow we got to get it commercialized. Somehow, you know, which we shouldn't. But, you know, but that's, that's how we kind of look at things. You know, and, and so I, I sometimes have this pushback at Christmas. It's like, yeah, but you don't understand the whole story. You don't understand the whole story. In 2 Corinthians, the 5th chapter, the 21st verse. It says, for he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. God made Jesus, sent him to this earth, and he made him who knew no sin 
to become sin for us. You know, that's, it's a total story. It's a total story. It's not just a birth, but it's a life, and it's a fact of what he was doing. He became sin for us. And he who knew no sin ended up bearing our sin. He bears our sin. So that we might become the righteousness of God in him. We might become, so we might become righteous, how? By what we do? By all the things we do? By all the great things we we do? By our works? By how much we give? No. We might become righteous in him. In him. In him. It's what he has done. It's what he has done, not us. First Peter 2.24. First Peter 2.24 says, He who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that we having died to sin might live for righteousness, by whose stripes you were healed. He came. He bore our sin. He bore our sin. Paid our price. Paid our price. You know, we, we've all sinned. We, you know, we pretty much admit that we've all sinned. But where does that leave us? That leaves us in a bad place. We've all sinned. That leaves us in a bad place. Not a good place, a bad place. But Jesus came and he bore that sin on a cross and paid the price so that we might have eternal life. And what's the expectation? So that we might live to righteousness. Yes. Is it, is, did he do all that so I can just do what I want? Did he, did he come and, and pay that price so that I could just go on with life? And I could at the end say, well, thank you, God, for forgiving my sins because you died on a cross and my sins are forgiven. And so thank you for that. And we all go to heaven and everybody's happy. He paid the price and bore our sins. But then it says we live. We live unto him in righteousness. We have to live in him. You know, it's not enough to say this is what he did for me and I'm thankful and I'm going to heaven. But I need to make a decision to live for him. That I live for him. You know, I live for him. That means every day. My thoughts, my words, my actions, how I live, what I do. It becomes a part of who I am. It becomes a part of who I am. I believe in a lot of ways we've made Christianity so, oh, I don't know. Yeah, shallow. Maybe, you know, and I, I almost said too easy, but it is easy. We're saved by grace, so we don't have to do anything, so it's easy. But then the expectation is, once I receive that, that I have a desire to live. So if I don't live, did I ever receive anything? The Bible says, by your fruits you know them. So there's this expectation that now this is going to make a difference in my life. How I act, how I talk, how I trust God. That I live by faith and not by sight. So it's not just it's not just a God off somewhere, but it's a God who's in my heart. So it's not a God that, well, it's Christmas, so I guess we ought to talk about him. 
And it's Christmas, so I guess, you know, it's his birthday, so I guess we ought to, you know, do something or I ought to be nice or I don't know. Seems like something ought to happen. It's 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 gotta be more than that. It's gotta be more than that. You know, it's gotta be that personal acceptance of what he did. And if I personally accept that and I take it in and I believe what he did for me then I will live for him. That I am now going to live for him. I'm going to ask him for advice. I'm going to trust him for the things I need. I'm going to believe that he is who he says he is. That it's not just it's not just a token thank you at Christmas. It's not just a token, well, I love Christmas and I have nothing wrong with loving Christmas. But it's more than that. It's more than that. Used to, I think when I was, I don't know, some point in time. I was going to say when I was little, but I'm not sure when. You know, it was a simple little song. Come into my heart. Come into my heart, Lord Jesus. Come in to stay. Come in today. Come into my heart, Lord Jesus. See, that's personal. That's personal. I'm asking the God of the universe to come into my heart. I'm accepting what he did for me. It's not just celebrating a day, but it's living a life. Living a life. That's what it's about. Living a life for him. And I believe that's that's what he wants. You know, it doesn't just happen at Christmas. No, but it happens throughout the rest of the year. Because it's who we are. It's who we are. It's not what we do. It's who we are. It's it's how we live. It's we're followers of Christ. You know, we're not just we're not just doing our own thing, and then hoping someday He just takes us to heaven, whisks us away, and we all go to heaven. I I do a few funerals, and I, I just always wonder what people think when I read scripture for Christians. And it says, you know, that we celebrate his resurrection and we're going to heaven and a victory is ours. And when I read those scriptures, in my mind, I'm thinking, what do these people think that are listening to this? My worst fear is that they think that's a universal for everybody. That, you know, as I read it, they go, oh, hey, that's really cool. You know, that, that, that's one of, my, one of my things I, oh. I just hope and pray that somehow they realize that it's more than that. It's a life lived. It's a life lived. It's who we are. It's what we believe. It's how we walk. It's, it's just all about us and what, what we think and believe. You know, who we accept. Who do I trust? Who do I trust? Where do I put my trust? Do I trust myself? Do I trust other people? Do I trust, trust, I've always said the government, we all laugh, but, you know, we trust them too. You know, you do. You know, you trust them to some extent. You know, some people more than others. I think, you know, if you trust them too much, you probably got a problem. But, you know, we trust things. But as Christians, where do we put our trust? Where do we put our trust? Our trust, our hope, it's all in him and what he did for us. And so I think that's what we celebrate. That's what we celebrate. We celebrate 
what he did for us. And is it a time to celebrate? Absolutely. Absolutely. But celebrate him. Celebrate him. And the rest will all fall in place. You know, the rest is okay and whatever happens is okay. You know, whatever people do is okay. You know, may not be right, but it's okay. You know, try to relax. All the other stuff is just frills, so don't get too caught up in it. Enjoy it. I'm not saying don't do it. But, you know, keep your focus. Keep your focus. Know what we really do celebrate. Let's all stand. Heavenly Father, we just pray that you just remind us, Lord, of who you are. Remind us of what you've done, that you did it all, and you did it all for us. And Lord, help us to receive that, to live it, to believe it. It's who we are. Lord, help us to walk in righteousness because of what you did for us. Lord, we just thank you for a time when we can pause and And it's good to look at what you've done and to think about what you've done. Lord, help us to celebrate you. Help us to celebrate you. Lord, I pray that you would just uh, be with us and watch over us. Some of us leave now and some stay and the children practice. Lord, if, if anyone has a need for prayer this morning, Lord, if you would like someone to pray with you, Lord, that Tom and Pam would be over here to my Let's go to my right this time. Let's go over to my right over in this corner over here. That they'll be over there to, to pray with you about any need you might have. Lord, we just uh, thank you for your care, for your love for us. We just thank you for that in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen.